0: Now recording. Welcome back to the Hoops Temple Pod. Y'all know me. I'm Nathan Schwartz.
1: Joining me from Sacramento, we've got Aaron Schroeder. Good to be back. I missed last week. I couldn't miss this one. No, it's our 100th episode. We're going to celebrate. I'm drinking champagne. You can't see, but I am. Are you old enough to drink? I am old enough to drink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, I have no idea how actually old
1: you are. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going sure. through our top 30 players heading into next season. Super yeah. fun
0: stuff. We're kicking off a little four-week segment of Top 100. We'll still cover news as it happens, but I got to say, I'm a little burned out and I couldn't watch Summer League this week. Yeah, me
1: too. But I watched the Kings games, the recaps. Keegan Murray. I think he should be a Hall of Famer.
0: We're not putting rookies in the top 100. Seems traditional ranks. Don't do that. ESPN, Sports Illustrated. No one does it.
1: That's but garbage. I don't sign off on that.
0: Would you put Keegan <laughs> in the top 100?
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, well, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Let us know what you think of the rankings. Who do we come down too harsh on? Hit us up. Have you applied your goodness scale to everyone that played last season?
1: No, I haven't, but that, that's a smart idea.
0: What is your formula?
1: It's Counting stats, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks per game. Then win shares, boxers, minus, and vorp. And then playoff win shares and playoff vorp. And you double the playoff stats. Because usually those are like 0.2 and 0.5. And it's basically nothing. Yeah. But I wanted to be something. I was going to triple it. I was like all in. I'm like, I'm going to triple it. Because it really is nothing. But when, when a good playoff run happens, doubling it is like, okay, I think you've done enough.
0: Usually if you have over 10 win chairs in a regular season, that's a pretty good, like that's, that's a top 20 season. That
1: That's a fun idea to see who like the best players were last season.
0: Uh, it, it just would be interesting. And you could probably like copy and paste out, you know, three, three polls from basketball reference and then just use V yeah. lookups to smash them all together. Yeah. yeah. But that's what we came here to talk about today.
1: That's right. The best players heading into next season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really interested. We did not share our list. We did not talk about this. We did not consult each other. We did not message each other. We just just going into this blind. Aaron, who is your number one?
1: That's all true. That we are going into this blind just to start because I made this list like a few <laughs> weeks ago, and I was like, Nate's going to ask me to do this in a few months, and I have to kind of get the groundwork ready. I decided to go with Giannis. Good. Giannis, Good start. Giannis number one. It's between, you know, heading into next season. That doesn't have to do with last season. I think Giannis is going to be number one, but it's a 1A, 1B type thing with Jokic.
0: Oh my gosh. I love you, man. I have Jokic at two as well. (laughs) That sounds perfect. Can I ask how far down did you drop LeBron? Number six. I have him at seven. Okay. All right. So there is going to be some movement. Mm -hmm. Who do you have three through six? And I I mean, I guess we don't really need to go too much into why Giannis is one. Like that just feels kind of self-explanatory. He's an immovable wall. He can, you know, offensively and defensively, he's just a complete player and he's improving his three-point shot. And he's a fantastic passer. I just, I don't feel like there's much to talk about there, but if you want to talk about Giannis, I'll, I'll never stop
1: you. He's Superman. He's what, not what Dwight Howard should have been, but I guess the, the imposing force that people wanted Dwight Howard to be at his peak. Someone that just put their head down and took over games at Giannis is, is that. Yeah. At number three, I have Luca. Three for three. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I went Joel and Steph. Okay. I snuck KD up there at four. Okay. Okay. Is it year year 17, 16?
0: It'll be age 34 year. It's getting old. So you've got KD somewhere further back. Why do you have KD so low?
1: I feel like the wear and tear started to show. Sure. In the playoffs. I have him at eight. And I think that's fair. You know, it's not that a few spots isn't going to kill us here. No, no. I feel like going into this to expect KD to get better – and kind of reclaim that like top five positioning that that's a tough bet
0: see i'm really kind of just hoping for health because i really feel like katie had it throughout this past year i mean katie is still one of the hardest people to guard and it, i um i heard a stat during the playoffs and i don't know how to find it or where to even locate it but it was just shot percentage adjusted for like shot difficulty and i was like hey if you're taking you know, contested mid range twos, you should shoot 40 ish percent, but you're actually shooting five points better versus like wide open corner threes where guys usually shoot 45%. And, and so it's just it's leveled like that. And KD was just so far above, like the shot quality metrics for where he was shooting and the shots he was getting.
1: Do We think that's an issue, though.
0: That he's getting really bad shots.
1: Why does he take such fucking hard shots? Well, the thing is, is that he's good at taking them. He is good at taking them, but that gets to you eventually, and it got to him against Boston.
0: I don't think the shot, the the shooting, got to him against Boston. And I mean, I, I guess, I, I guess his field goal percentage would argue otherwise. The guy shot thirty eight point six percent, which is just, just abysmal. I don't know. I just, I, I really trust that in a new situation or. A less chaotic
1: situation, KD can bounce back. And that's kind of my hope. I'm I'm sure he'll be better than he was at the end of last season. And I think I think eight is fair. Let's let's go over. It. Let's try to make one cohesive list and we'll we'll find some common space. We both had Giannis and Jokic. We had Luca. We had Luca. And who did you have for? Uh Durant. Okay, that's right. You had Durant and I had Embiid. You put Embiid, so I have Embiid
0: down at six. Okay. So I guess, what for you put Embiid over Curry?
1: That's a good question. What puts what pits Embiid over Curry? Curry was fantastic in the finals. Part of me feels like the Warriors won the title. Curry's getting older. Curry isn't going to be this insane dominant force in the 2023 season. There's going to be some younger guys coming in. Poole's going to get some more time. In terms of Embiid's role... I think the six is going to ask a lot more of him. Sure, And that in a sense, you could say, well, it doesn't matter and who's better. But I think Embiid's going to be the more dominant force in a sense. That's fair.
0: My my thoughts with Curry is I think Curry's going to really age super well, especially you know, if Curry takes a step back offensively. All of what that means is the ball's going to be in someone else's hand and they're going to kick to Curry for the wide open catch and shoot. So I think Curry could put up one of his most efficient seasons next year if he's able to take a, a step back. I know this year was a, a less efficient year for him, but just you know, thinking you know, about it logically, hey, if Poole does more, if Kuminga does more, the other guys step up offensively, then it gets a lot easier to be Steph Curry.
1: I think that's so exciting. I think that's going to be so much fun. You're we just talking about Carmelo Malone before we started recording mm-hmm. and how he was just as good year 18 as he was year five. And I think with Curry, you're going to see that. I think it's going to be even more fun. We've always talked about the two types of stars, the ones that impose their will on the game and the ones that let the game come to them. I'm so ready for the ultimate let the game come to me, Steph Curry, be like water, flow with the game, shooting 70% from the field on most games, just doing whatever he wants because the role isn't him being the superstar and he can kind of flow with it.
0: I have a, a fear for Embiid this next year that um, this is not going to be a good Embiid year. We're, this, we're not going to see Embiid take a level up. I Maybe I still have too much faith in James Harden, and, and that'll be something we can get to Who, as we work our way down the list is did Harden still make your top 30? If so, where? Um, but I, I think the ball is going to be out of Embiid's hands a lot more this year. I think Embiid is probably going to have maybe not a full minutes restriction, but last year he played a
1: ton of minutes per game. I hope he takes a step back in that sense yeah. with the minutes. If he comes into the season and just tries to crush it, I think he's going to get hurt.
0: And, and so, you know, I, I think it might be worth um, trying to see if he takes that step back. And that's that's no knock. That's just a a realistic, you can't play 34 minutes a night in and still be healthy come playoffs.
1: It got to him again. We always say wait for Embiid to be healthy, and it's we've yet to see that. He's yeah. going to get to the playoffs if he gets to the second round. A finger is going to be broken. You know, he got poked in the eye. He's going to be hurt, and that's stuff you really can't control. You know, his toes are sprained or something. Like, there's going to be an issue with Embiid. That's just well, that's just what happens when you're seven foot two and play that many minutes.
0: Did they sign a backup big man for him yet? I actually
1: don't know. Let me check.
0: I was trying to trying to remember because um, they feel like they'd be a great landing spot for like a semi-veteran. Big, like, hey, what is LaMarcus Aldrich doing? Does he want to come back for another year?
1: That's a good question. You don't think P.J. Tucker is their guy?
0: No, and maybe I came, I came off a little bit too harsh, especially with the uh, Harden renegotiation where he's going to take less, and basically what less he's taking is going to be P.J. Tucker's salary. So uh, it's basically a free P.J.
1: Maybe I don't know basketball, but, <laughs> but I watched the Heat play in the playoffs, and it took me— like five games to decide if PJ Tucker was still good.
0: I, Dylan and I had this out on the last this pod because I came out very harsh on PJ Tucker and I had to go look at the numbers. And I'm like, listen, I can tell you as someone that watched this game, PJ Tucker did not shoot well. And then the numbers are just insane. PJ shot incredibly well. It's just He didn't shoot, he, you know, he'd pass up open shots and I think he's slowed down, stagnated their offense.
1: Yeah. It's it's something where you look at the box score and you're like, okay, I know PJ plays good defense. I know he's a good veteran leader and he shot, you know, three for six, like how bad it could have been. He's a great defender. He's going to take the toughest matchups. He can't score the basketball. He's going to shoot really well from the corner. At some point though, shot creation is valuable. Mm -hmm. You mm-hmm. saw that in the you saw that in the finals the lineups they are rolling out mm-hmm. with Jordan Poole and Wiggins and Curry and Clay when you have all of those guys it makes a Draymond playable because he can't get his own shot but on the Sixers you're gonna go PJ like okay you're gonna have Embiid Maxi Harden Harris and I, I guess that makes it work but any other lineup combinations I'm not like super thrilled with you can't play Matisse Thybulle and PJ Tucker at the same time you never can no. do that it's never gonna happen uh, it's not th- I, I, I here's the thing. I'm okay with the signing. I think it's smart if the Sixers want to contend because PJ has been that guy on contenders for a while. But it's an expensive cap figure. Although, you know, what does the cap even matter? I'm sure Daryl Morey already has six trades lined up for him if this goes south.
0: Do you want to guess how many – so PJ played 18 games in the playoffs. Do you want to guess how many of those games he shot below 35% from three? 18
1: games? 18 games. Maybe five. Was it way more? Uh 10. Ten. I nope, was sorry. giving him credit. Sorry, nine. 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 Okay.
0: So so he splits the difference. Games ten through eighteen. Games one through yeah. When we stack it up, um, it's just like he would have a couple of games where he'd hit. So he had five games, four games where he shot one hundred percent. He went two for two. He went one for one. He went three or four for four, and he went two for two again. But he had a one for five, a one for four, and like. You know, on average, it ends up paying off. But he's shooting just such a low volume that w- when he's missing, he's really providing you nothing. And I don't know, the, the, PJ is not a top thirty player though, so we could we can move on. But I, I I would like to settle this, and I will I, I will rescind Durant's rankings, put him back lower. But I would like Curry to be four or in his stead, and take him beat at five. I'll take can, it. Deal. Deal. All right.
1: I'll move I'll move him up.
0: All right. So then I still have Durant unranked. Um, Who did you have at six? LeBron. LeBron? Yeah, he was my seven.
1: I don't know, though. I I feel like Durant had a better year than LeBron. I think that's fair. I think heading into next season, though, I I feel like I like LeBron more. I like LeBron and what he holds and what he's going to be able to do. LeBron needs pieces around him, and he's going to make those guys better. I think the Lakers are going to be much better next season, and you'll see LeBron – shape to that. It's not going to be the same game. I think Durant's going to probably roll out next season doing the same thing he did last season. I don't think it'll be as effective as what LeBron is going to do this season.
0: You are a massive fan of the Juan Toscano-Anderson and Thomas Bryant signings?
1: <laughs> the Lakers, their original strategy last season was the retirement home strategy. The oldest players in the book, and they that did not work. So they're going a new direction, which is young talent, and there is upside to some of them. They needed more 3 and D players, which is why the Lonnie Walker signing was kind of interesting. There's potential there, but he's not much 3 and he's not much D either. But he's a good wing. Yeah. It's going to be a better team. I don't really I don't blame LeBron for what happened last season or necessarily blame Davis even though his health failed. That team sucked. The pieces around those two guys were really bad, really, really bad.
0: Well, and they completely misplayed and mistrained for and misprepared. Davis decided that he was going to play a big man so that way he could provide stretch and spacing. And he bulked up and it threw off his shot and it limited his mobility. And then he got hurt again. Um, And I don't think that's a healthy thing for him. I mean, it obviously wasn't because he got hurt. But I think he needs to come in at a slimmer weight. And by all accounts, that's what he's looking to do this year. Very interesting to see where you have Davis. So, all right, who do you have at seven? Then I had Jason Tatum. Okay, okay, we have got to put Durant above Tatum.
1: Okay, not, you know, I'm not, I'm not against that. I'm not against that. I'm just, I'm trying to trying to line up the trajectories of these things. Where it's going to year seventeen thousand for Kevin Durant, and and Tatum is still nineteen years old. Is how old is Tatum now? Is he twenty five, twenty four?
0: Uh Tatum is he'll be twenty four next year.
1: Okay, um, I felt like they they obviously figured some things out. The Celtics did, and Tatum was such a huge part of that. I'd be comfortable taking Tatum next season, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not grounded in it. I, I think okay. Durant over Tatum is fair.
0: Okay, so as I I'm keeping Durant over Tatum because I feel like we've at least seen Durant prove it. We've seen Durant do it. And I'll be able to see a few years back, and he's older and played through an injury. I just I trust Durant. Uh, at, in a way that I haven't quite gotten to with Tatum. We saw him kind of fall apart and get exposed on the finals. Um and that is not a knock on Tatum. That is a a great thing to be able to say that you saw a 23-year-old fall apart and get exposed on the finals because 23-year-olds don't make it the finals and everyone needs to keep those two in perspective. Like making the finals is really impressive for Tatum. Him his his exit where he did not play well is expected um i i don't think he's into the top 10 yet
1: okay okay i, I think that's i think it's fair i'm trying i'm jumping the gun on Superstar man i'm trying to predict the the high risers
0: and, and i am definitely clinging to uh because my eight and nine and my 10 <laughs> uh combined for 71 games last season
1: okay that's interesting you're
0: you're you're giving some clues away yeah. Um, eight for me was Kawhi, nine is Anthony Davis, and 10 is Paul George. Wow. You had Anthony Davis at Ed. What'd you have him at? Nine. Holy shit, dude. I mean, here, here's the thing. If he's healthy, <laughs> and that is a huge if I understand. If he's healthy, I think he is a maybe a slightly worse offensive player than Tatum. He He is a bucket. He can score, and that is why the Lakers won in 2020, and he is one of the best defensive players in the league. I mean, he's- He's a top five to ten. He's not the one to five range, but he's in the five to ten
1: range of best defensive players in the league. I interviewed. I interviewed for a job on this past Wednesday, and did you get it? I did get it. Mazel tov! Thank you. And it was a a caregiver at an assisted living facility for people with dementia. Okay. And when I was there, there was a hundred and two year old woman doing laps around the facility. Why do I feel like I'm going to be the woman with dementia in this story? <laughs> You're not the woman with dementia, but the way she walked reminded me of Anthony Davis oh, okay. and the way that he walks on the basketball court. Uh-huh. And then she might have had a little more pep in her step than than Anthony Davis did last season. He looked like his legs were fused together. And I know you know injuries do that, but when Giannis is playing hurt, there's still an explosiveness and a mobility factor it felt like Davis was playing waist deep in a, in a vat of honey sometimes. And I just don't i don't see it translating to another top 10 player season. Let's break it down what we have so far. We have an agreement. We have Giannis, Jokic, Luka, Steph, Joel Embiid, LeBron, Durant. Yep. Is that right? Yep. I had eight as Tatum, but I think I'm moving him down. Number nine, I had Kawhi.
0: Okay. I happy. had Anthony Davis, who I'm willing to move down. I hope so. Um, where'd you have Paul George? I'm just curious. Cause he rounded out my top 10.
1: I had Paul George number 13. Okay. Is number 12 by chance, Jimmy Butler? No, I had Jimmy Butler 14. <laughs> Who else did you have in this mix? I had number 10. I had jaw. Okay. Jaw is my mom. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the board for Superstar man. We're, we're on the train. Interesting. I ended with 11. I said Devin Booker. Wait, I wasn't what? super thrilled with it, What? but I feel like there's something's going to happen where I thought he was he was really good last season. He was incredible. and The Suns were incredible Oh and they got their ass kicked in the playoffs. And I want to believe that's going to like do something to him. And he's going to be like, man, I really need to get my act together and figure this out.
0: You know what it's going to do to him? It's going to lose his defensive back line. And then he's going to get cooked on defense all year long. And we're going to be talking about him like, is he top 30?
1: (laughs) All right, we're moving him down. Are you comfortable with Ja Morant at number ten, or do you want to you want to talk about
0: that? Oh man, I am so intrigued by Ja Morant. And, and Morant was honestly the hardest guy for me to rank because he's he's grown exponentially. So I rerun my matrix every year. Do you want to know what Ja was at before this year? Go ahead. He was in the one thousand range, which I mean to be fair, it's second year player. It's it's very hard to get like that high. Um, and I haven't rerun his numbers from last year to this year, but I'm guessing he moves into like the top three hundred range. Of, uh, like that in all times, players yeah. are
1: yeah like that is i think that's 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 a tough that's a tough company to be in this is the Derrick Rose story if it went right if he stays healthy like this is our second chance at redemption for derek Rose but Willie really? he hasn't shown he did her get her last season he
0: has played 67 games 63 games and 57 games in his career now, well, let's
1: consider that some of those were, were shortened seasons
0: sure sure but that's
1: still not a full shortened season that's true. Where did who did you have number ten? Uh, number ten was Paul George for me. Okay, I like that. You know, I'm a little nervous because go back and see the last time Paul George played a full season because it's worse than it's worse than Durant. It's, it's bad,
0: but this was MVPG this past year.
1: He was incredible. It's really interesting seeing someone who's gone through so many phases, and I really like Paul George because he's he's like 22, battling with LeBron in 2013. Then he goes into this superstar arc he breaks his leg he's good in oklahoma city he has the mvp caliber season you could say and then just bombs in the playoffs and with the clippers all of a sudden he's getting close to 30 if he's not already and he had his best year last year
0: or right, he's i mean he's going to be 31 and, and it i would say it was his best year oh he also played 31 games so all right if we can we agree to quiet eight and then i'll yeah. give you tatum at nine deal that means I'm bumping back Davis and I'm bumping back George. I would feel a lot more comfortable with Jimmy Butler at 10, just from what we've seen him do. And I get that he has a lot of offensive limitations. Um, and he does not give a fuck about the regular season or all-star games, which hurts me. I, I like all-star games that make me happy. But <laughs> but I, I do just I I appreciate the guy that has been there and done it before, especially if we're gonna talk top 10.
1: I I want to see you earn it first before I give it to you. Okay, okay. So, sorry, who's a 10? Butler. Jimmy Butler. All right, I'm in. I'm all in.
0: You're in? All right. So then that means we still got to figure out 11, 12, 13 between Ja, Davis, Paul George, and for some reason, Devin
1: (laughs) I've ruined this list already. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Paul George- We'll put above Devin Booker. Are we putting him above John ja Morant? Eleven.
0: Paul George. I'll take I'll take Ja over over Paul. Or I sorry. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Go ja over Paul. All right. Where did you have Trey Young? Trey Young came in at fifteen for me. Okay, I had him fourteenth. Okay, I have Bam out of Bio at fourteen.
1: Is that crazy? That's interesting. I had him around there, and then I was like, no. I was thinking today, and I'm like, I, I just remember the playoffs and that he needed him. Yeah. And I didn't think he was fantastic in that sense. And I want my top 15 guys to be the guy all of the time. Yeah, I, I feel as if Bam is closer to top 15 because Jimmy is closer to top 10.
0: See, here's the thing is I just – I feel like there's such a drop-off. and I mean, we did this and we we're like one through three. We got this. Then there's like a little bit of a tier of like, hey, four through 10, we had mostly the same guys. Um, really, you get much outside of 13 – And like, I'll listen to an argument that Bam should be 25. I put him at 14, but there are just, it's such a clusterfuck of a tier. Um,
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's a great, that's a great range because I have him at 20.
0: I, I have watched way too much of the voice lately. I should probably stop swearing. <laughs> uh, my wife went kayaking. I had time to work on the Matrix, so I'm just plugging away at numbers, watching the boys. And you know, there might be there might be some words said here that don't need to be said.
1: You had to apologize to my poor grandmother.
0: I'm I'm so sorry, Grandma Chairs.
1: <laughs> I think Jod eleven was good. Paul George at twelve. Okay. Would you rather have Trey Young or Devin Booker?
0: Trey Young. But I think I would rather have Anthony. Well, I'm still, maybe I'll take Trey over Davis. um, But I just feel like what Davis can do defensively
1: is still so much more valuable than Booker's scoring. How about I'll propose this to you Trey Young at 13, Booker at 15, and Davis at 14? I'll accept Davis at 14, and I will continue to debate Booker. And this is the new game is I ask you, would you rather have Anthony Booker, or the next guy in my, or sorry, Devin Booker, or the next guy in my list? Would you rather have Devin Booker or Zion next season? Mm, man. I'm looking at it now and I actually do want Zion.
0: Here's the thing. This this is just such a cluster of guys that I don't, I don't even fully know. Um, because like, what is Zion?
1: Does Zion play? He's so good when he does play though. That's the, that's the thing. If he can play, he's borderline untradeable. So, uh,
0: I was, um, I read Seth Parton's book, and this is, this is like my favorite insight from that book. And it was about um, kind of the failures of undersized scoring fours that play below the rim. How about above the rim? I don't think Zion can consistently play above the rim. I don't think his legs are there. I don't think it, like his weight, like he'll have that explosive dunk, but I don't think he can consistently get above the rim to like be a defensive shot blocker or like a con. Like a consistent lob threat, I think. I think there's going to be, you know, several highlights per year, um, probably e- even one or two per game. But I, I think he's going to have to learn some post moves or some other moves.
1: You think Zion is closer to Sean Kemp or Vin Baker? Ooh,
0: this is going to sound so mean. I think he's closer to Charles Barkley.
1: That's great. That's that's better than what I had offered.
0: I mean, it, it is, but it also is like the the Seth part now. Book um, deals behind the analytics. I, I've been trying to think of the reasons why these undersized fours who play underneath the rim struggle and why they underperform at like you know at the playoffs as opposed to the regular season. And I think it's because you need to play them with a rim protector. You you know they cannot defend the basket, and so then you force them to play with a rim protector, which then in the playoffs clogs everything down. And I have Zion way further back, and I, I probably need to bring him up because I've got him behind Pascal Siakam and that doesn't feel right. But That's not right.
1: Yeah, that's not right. I forgive you. Okay. All right. Um the pairing of Jonas Valančiūnas with Zion is interesting. There's kind of a there's something that works there because Jonas can shoot. He's been able to space the floor a little bit, and he's dominant inside, but I really can't picture a championship team that starts both of them or even a great successful playoff team.
0: I would also like to push back on Jonas Valančiūnas shoots. Do you know how many seasons he has attempted more than one three-pointer per game?
1: I'll push back before you even start pushing back. <laughs> that it's better than the average rim protector who can't shoot at all. Someone you do have to be like, oh, he's over there. Like that's important.
0: No, you don't have to because yeah, he doesn't you do. he he makes less than one three per game.
1: But it's the idea that he might I'm gonna live it's- with that idea. I'm just
0: gonna say, okay, Jonas. Like are you really going to beat me with threes? You beat one team with a three-point shot last year.
1: My odds are good. It's I, the odds are good, but would you rather have him out there spacing the floor like Mitchell Robinson? I mean definitely Jonas. I just yeah. it, it's
0: not an either or. It's Although you could it, choose it,
1: neither. <laughs> Although in a sense I would I would like the Mitchell Robinson pairing with Zion. There's something there. He would protect the rim a lot better than Jonas. I hate to be a jerk, but Zion's bass reference page, he looks like he's 6,000 pounds. Does he? It just he looks like a cartoon character, like the edited photos. Oh, yeah.
0: He that's his I baby it's face, a, rookie. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a chonky face in the in the picture. Like, I like his nickname, no, though. Xanos. I've never heard that. I've never heard that either, but that's, that's good. That's solid.
1: If you ever need a good laugh, go on to Charles Barkley's Basque reference page and just look at his nicknames. There's oh. like 20 of them.
0: I listed them all out in my TikTok. Um, there, there's one of pizza. It's like Leaning Tower of Pizza. Oh, yeah. Leaning Tower of pizza. pizza. The bread truck. Is that me? Wide Load from Leeds. Ton of fun. Good Time Blimp. The Crisco Kid.
1: That's got to do something <laughs> on your on your mental health. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. not even that heavy. He's listed as six six two fifty two.
0: Well, the thing is that he's probably more of 6'4", 280.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the problem here. All right, let's let's consider these things. So I'm going to put Zion at 15, Booker at 16. Did you did you
0: accept Davis at 14? Yes. All right, I I'll take I'll take the one win for the two losses is here. Where did you have Bam? How far back? Number 20. Number 20. Okay, so I got to argue Bam up a, a good number of spots. Then here, I'm comfortable moving him up a few spots. Like
1: I could see him as high as 15.
0: So my, my the other guys that I've kind of got in this range are my. What if last year was a fluke, guys? Which, um, at 16 and 17 in my initial list was James Harden and Damian Lillard.
1: Okay. I have Damian at 17 and Harden nowhere to be found.
0: You have Harden nowhere to be found. Like, is he outside of your top 30? No, but okay. he's not.
1: I, I don't, I'm not super ready to put him top 20 necessarily.
0: Okay. I just, he ended really poorly. Um, and, and there was like a lot of talk of the hamstring, and then there was talk this offseason that he's, slimming down and then he's off partying and i don't entirely know what we're gonna see from him but this has been a pretty consistent top 10 player for the past several years
1: it would be quite a shock to not have him there yeah
0: yeah like i feel like if i have to guess you know hey is he gonna fall outside of the top 20 which which is what arguably happened last year during the end um last year james harden was not a top 30 player or at those final couple of months or do I do I think that's the fluke or do I think that's the new norm? Part of me just feels like he's gonna bounce back and you know it's I, I can't see him falling that far. Where do you actually have him? What is what is your spot on your preliminary rough draft rankings?
1: Well year what year are we in? We're in year season four heading to season fourteen. Yes. I had James Harden twenty four.
0: Okay. So that means you got him behind a whole bunch of these guys. You got him behind like a Brandon Ingram, a Pascal Siakam.
1: Yeah. I have, I have Siakam at eighteen. He was my next guy after Lillard.
0: Okay. All right. Well, can we let's put Bam at sixteen? Are we comfortable? I feel like I'm out of all these guys. I'm probably most comfortable having Bam over Harden over Lillard.
1: But what made you put Lillard over Harden? It felt like Lillard's issue was pretty black and white. He was really awesome, and then his abs get hurt, and then he wasn't very good. That's kind of the whole story, in a sense. Where Harden, it's this. It's a weight issue. It's a hamstring issue. It's a partying issue. Those those things are way harder to fix than what Dame had. I think Dame's ready to go. If the season started tomorrow, he'd be really good. Or I think Harden probably needs until the season starts to be ready. But when he's ready,
0: what does like, that? Have look we ever like? seen? Have we ever seen Lillard be better than Harden? No, we haven't until now. <laughs> so why do we think at age thirty two? And respectively, Harden age thirty-three. Why do we think this is gonna flip now?
1: The issues that Harden has and the way he's in a sense treated his body, I, I think the decline's gonna be harder than than the norm, the normal regression in a sense. All right. All right. I'll take I'll take Lillard over
0: Harden. We, okay. we can make that so we can keep this thing moving. Um I also realized that I just had a misspeak a few minutes ago. because we put Booker at 16, Bam at
1: 17. Okay. Actually, Lillard
0: I, at 18.
1: Okay. I actually did have Bam at 16 from, I followed your lead. Okay. Uh, okay. No, I think yeah, it looks uh, right. I'll, I'll accept. Booker's, Booker's the number one option. He scores. He's important. Yeah. Yeah. I'll accept it. So, so I have Siakam after Lillard at 19. I That's where I've got him too. I think that's a good spot. I thought yeah. he was incredible to end last season. I think that will probably continue. But yeah. That's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. He was awesome. Nice yeah. job. Number, number 19.
0: And he's coming into his like technical peak prime age range. He will be 28 next year. I like the team they've kind of got built around him, where it's long, versatile switching. He is probably
1: the best playmaker.
0: And trying to think if it's gonna be him or Scotty Barnes is the best playmaker on Toronto.
1: Next it's year. like a Scotty Barnes Van Fleet combination. Equals Siakam. They have they have the whole wide range of those players.
0: Yeah, there, there truly is no primary ball handler, which I can't
1: decide if I like that or if I
0: dislike that.
1: You know, it's it's what gets good regular season teams killed, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they're good enough to get by in the regular season, and they're very hard to defend. And on any given night, any one of these guys can do something. But then the playoff pressure, we kind of saw it happen to Boston. I was gonna say happen to Boston. Yeah, I really hope Tatum can take the next step as a playmaker. I, I'm a little bit sad that they got Brogdon. Just from a, I think that is the next level for Tatum's game to be the top playmaker. But Brogdon is a a, a good steal, a good good piece to
1: have. I Evan Gallinari. Celtics did a fantastic job. I went, I left those finals thinking, okay, what do the Celtics need? Point guard, wing scoring. There's a point guard. There's a wing scorer. Probably the idea mm-hmm. of those guys is a lot better than what they're actually going to be. But they did get him in in theory.
0: I mean I love the idea of Brogdon if he's healthy. I
1: don't know where exactly he's going to be. So here. you don't you don't like the idea of Brogdon is what you're telling me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he just has to be healthy for the right moment.
1: They they should put him in a cryogenic freezer until the playoffs. If they're looking for that cuz he's it's not going to happen. I'm
0: pulling up our rankings last year that we did on the pod. Please do. Brogdon came out 44th last year. Uh, I also took the liberty of adding to the spreadsheet last year uh, ESPN, who had him at 65, Sports Illustrated, who had him at 47, and Ben Gulliver's Washington Post article, who had him at 38.
1: Okay. Good placements. So,
0: yeah. A lot Just a huge range in there as well, which is something that I feel like we're going to see as we start moving further and further down this list. Which so who, brings, Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to ask, who is your number 20?
1: It was Bam. We moved him up to 17. I have Quentin Towns.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Super talented. Makes dumb decisions on the basketball court all the time. Defensively, there's some issues, but he is an unbelievable talent as a big man.
0: There are two names that I would like to the two names that I have above cat that we haven't discussed yet. Go on. Brandon Ingram. Okay. Who led a team to the playoffs last year and had a really great season. I guess you could technically say t- Towns did too, but my second name is Anthony Edwards.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. Now Ingram, I actually went the other direction. I had him at twenty eight really? because I felt like the best thing for him was to kind of lead a team to the play in. And with CJ being there and with Zion being there, I have a hard time believing he's gonna be have be as effective. Yeah. Not that he'll be a worse player, but I feel like it's this gonna be, be hard a worse to sell. For him. Yeah. He was one of my steals in fantasy basketball last season. Huge reason I won um, that league. And I don't think I take him again because I don't think the offensive load's going to be there.
0: Yeah. I just, I'm less high. I had Zion initially all the way back at 25 because I just don't trust his health, which I realize I'm the guy that's literally just argued for Anthony Davis and for a whole bunch of other guys.
1: Malcolm Brogdon.
0: Yeah. Really questionable health. I just, big man with leg issues and lower body issues worry me.
1: Back to Kat and Anthony Edwards, his teammate. I love the Edwards mention. I had him at 23. I, I must be too high
0: because you have consistently chosen the young guys that you're expecting superstardom. So make the case. Why is, why is Towns going to be the better of the two of the players?
1: I love Anthony Edwards. He is 20 years old. He's going to be 21. He's in his third year. I know the third year usually is that big jump. I'm not just... Uh, that's it's difficult because I want. I think he's going to be a like a star. I think twenty three is probably reasonable. I feel like Cat uh, was the best player on on the Wolves last season. Came come the playoffs, Towns suffered. Anthony Edwards really shined, but I'd rather base it off the larger larger sample size with Gobert. I think Towns might see a role he's more comfortable with. I'd, I'd be comfortable taking Cat over Anthony Edwards. I wouldn't want him if I was drafting. I would certainly take Edwards over Cat to start my team. But just for players next season, I think Cat Edwards is fair. Okay. All right. I could see him like 20 and 21.
0: I, I legitimately, when I initially was doing this, I had uh, Edwards at 21, Towns at 22, and Gobert at 23.
1: <laughs>
0: and I want to say, um, when I initially did this rankings, it was prior to the Gobert trade. So that wasn't even intentional.
1: Let me ask you this. There's two people that separate Towns and Edwards for me. Okay. It's Jalen Brown and Kyrie
0: Irving. Take Edwards over
1: both of them. All right. I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. All right. Superstardom. Here we come. (laughs)
0: So we'll take Towns at 20. We'll take Edwards at 21. That means I have to keep bumping back James Harden. I would much rather have James Harden than Kyrie the next season. Okay.
1: How about Jalen Brown?
0: Jalen Brown's where it starts to get interesting um, because Brown is very arguably um, – I mean, there are people that will argue that he is the best Celtic. And we have him so far behind
1: Tatum. I don't know who's arguing that. Don't argue Man, that. you, you got to get on some Celtics boards. <laughs> that, that thing, if you want honest Celtic opinions, those are the last places you want to go to. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, you can listen to Bill Simmons. He'll say it every now and then.
1: No, he's he's Tatum. He's Tatum all the way. He is. He is 100% the tank for Tatum. So just to recap, 15 was Zion. Then we had Devin Booker, Bam, Dame Lillard, Pascal Siakam, Towns, Anthony Edwards. Are we going Jalen Brown or James Harden? Or did you want to talk about somebody else?
0: Can I interest you in a Rudy Gobert? No. Okay.
1: You can't. (laughs) You cannot. All right. Can't do it. If my
0: options, the only ones that I'm going to be able to make a reasonable case here are going to be Brown or Ingram, I would take Brown. Because I do like your point with Ingram that he is going to have to slide back. I, I think if I'm looking at those three, and who do I expect to have the best year next year? I think I would probably go Brown, Harden, then Ingram. Over Kyrie? Oh, get Kyrie out of this conversation. Man, you're killing him. He was really good when he played. Okay, here's the thing. It's really easy to be good when you are not playing every game. Would you
1: rather have Kyrie or Darius Garland?
0: Darius Garland.
1: Oh, man, Kyrie's
0: free-falling. Uh, so here, let, <laughs> let me pull up some Kyrie numbers. Um, when Kyrie's playing every other game, he gets 15 games, games in. He's averaging 25 points per game. Actually, these are not even that impressive. It's 25 points per game on 45, 46% field goal percentage. 36.6 from three.
1: That's not even that great. All right, I'm sold. I'm, the, I'm not a huge Kyrie fan, but I was going to give it to him.
0: Once Kyrie starts playing every game and he, does, he, he plays 10 straight games to end the year. Those 10 straight games, he goes and averages. Actually, he gets better. Well, kind of. 27 points per game. On forty three percent shooting, his efficiency numbers, where he looked great this this year, I think, are a big part of the fact that he could jump in and out. He could play every other game. He didn't have to like have that wear and tear. And so, yeah, it, my matrix, I had to put in the Kyrie Irving rule, which is if you play less than thirty games, I just don't count your stats. It doesn't it doesn't matter wow. to me. You didn't do anything. You didn't help. Your That's team. harsh.
1: Do you know what the cutoff is for my goodness scale? What it's five hundred minutes. That's all it is, man. Usually, if someone plays five hundred minutes, you know they're going to score something. It's a little different than a, than a, than looking at a matrix, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 sad because I didn't count Michael's second season because he breaks his foot, plays eighteen games, like four hundred fifty minutes. And he's he's incredible in the eighty six playoffs. He's forty three points a night versus Celtics, but I just I couldn't reasonably count it. Interesting. So that would also
0: okay. Okay, I was pulling up Jalen Horde because I wanted to see if this was going to also eliminate Jalen Horde, because I was like, how many mints did he play? Um, And it does. He only played seven games. He got 240 minutes in, uh, and it was enough to ruin my fantasy basketball season. (laughs) What happened? It just, the commissioner had our league go to the final week. Uh, And so a lot of guys started resting. So it was literally ad drops. I think Jalen Horde actually put up the most fantasy points that final week of anybody in the league. How funny. And I was just like, I cannot believe that I'm going to lose to you because you picked up Jalen Horde <laughs> and I picked up like Jalen Smith of the Pacers. And he was like my third best player that like, no, no, Nick, we're not doing this again next year.
1: <laughs> so we have Edwards at 21, Jalen Brown, James Harden. Can I interest you? Can I offer a little appetizer of a Donovan Mitchell?
0: I'm, I'm willing to hear the specials. I'm, I'm willing to, you know, listen as, uh, as you, you know, wet the appetite. Try to,
1: you know, <laughs> sell the dish. He's going to have his own team or a brand new team. He's going to be a new man. Maybe he's going to try on defense. We've seen what he can be in the playoffs, getting those fifty point, fifty point performances. He's an incredible talent. I feel like that jazz team imploded. He wasn't helping that necessarily, but I don't think it was all his fault. There's no way his the next season is a worse situation for him. When can I mention De'Aaron Fox before you hang up this call? Um, next next podcast? two <laughs> podcasts,
0: three podcasts. <laughs> so my my big worry with Mitchell is not so much that he's not going to be able to do more, because um, I think he's kind of got the inverse of Ingram, where he's not going to be expected to be a t- to do a ton, and I don't think it's going to look as good. I think we don't talk about how bad Mitchell is on defense all year long because he has Rudy Gobert backing him up. Like Literally, all of the flack from two playoffs ago was like, oh, I thought you had the best defensive player and you guys got cooked. And It's like, yeah, they get cooked because the guards don't defend anyone. I think Mitchell is going to look real bad as the only guy out there. Um, and I had him all the way back at 29, uh spot above Bradley Beal.
1: What if you closed your eyes and you pictured him in a heat jersey? Because he played better it. defense then?
0: No, it's it's the same situation. He's got a bunch of good defensive players around him to make him look okay. Okay, okay. I
1: are we going to go Brandon Ingram over Donovan Mitchell?
0: I really want to. I really just want you to
1: hear me out on, okay. on a Rudy Gobert. <laughs> okay, I'm just. I can't be. Uh, I'll I'll be reasoned with. Go ahead. I like Rudy Gobert. I just can't imagine him being one of the thirty best players next season.
0: So I think Rudy, and, and I want to. Just pull this up and talk about where he was at last season. Um, Rudy Gobert, we were probably too high on, on the man. We had him at 14th in our rankings oh last my year. Oh Lord, you should
1: have you should have called me then. I would have fixed this. <laughs> the
0: Washington Post had him at 17. Sports Illustrated had him at 21. ESPN had him at 25. Okay. I like the range. The man is gonna be one of the most impactful defensive players this year. He will also be on an incredibly good offense. I mean, they literally, the offense that he was on last year with Utah was one of the best for most of the season. You know, they were just raining threes down right and left. Minnesota's gonna be able to do that even more so. One of the guys that blogs for Hoop Social, awesome guy, Michael, well, did a piece um, comparing this to the Dirk Tyson Chandler pairing, where you have a defensive uh. player of the year style big and you have a three point shooting in four. And I just, I love that pairing. I don't think it's as Dirk heavy. I think this is more of like a even partnership than a a Dirk Chandler. But I, you know, there's a reason why Gobert has been third team All-NBA for a a good number of years in a row. And I just, I worry about pushing him too far back.
1: I like the Dirk Chandler comparison, although what makes that that tandem work is it's 2011, the way the game is played necessarily. I'll hear you on this. I I think Donovan Mitchell and then Gobert at 25 makes sense.
0: Okay, it gets, it gets go bear twenty five. I'll I'll settle for it. I'll I'll live with this. So then I guess that means we've got five spots left. Um, and I just want to hear your names, not even okay. rankings. Just just give me the five last guys that you want to see in this top thirty. Okay.
1: So I think we've talked about Ingram so much. Okay. He's gonna be on here. He's oh, gonna yeah. be one of these last because he was. You had him like with like fifth or something. You're you're way too high. Where did you have
0: him to start? Oh, I mean, like all good Laker fans, we have him at number two. <laughs> His draft position, that's where he belongs.
1: Some other interesting names, Chris Middleton. Yep. Darius Garland. Yep. Chris Paul. Yeah. Bradley Beal. hmm I have Kyrie, maybe. Darren Fox, don't laugh at me. Zach Levine. Okay. Maybe Drew Holiday, some guys. Okay. You have left off one, possibly two of the guys that I have in those next five. Let's see. Let's, maybe I forgot somebody. Maybe you
0: said one of them. I, I I thought you said Chris Middleton. Did you say Chris Middleton in there?
1: I did. I had him at okay. 30, yeah.
0: Then you left off one of the guys that I was contemplating in having in this top 30. Go on. Who is it? DeMar DeRozan.
1: It? Ah. He was like the last Arnold mention I did not get to. He was 36. Okay. So what is your 26 through 30? As it stands now, obviously we can change this, but I had Chris Paul, Ingram, Bradley Beal, Darius Garland and Chris Middleton.
0: Okay, so the way I had it standing right now was Ingram, DeRozan, Middleton, Levine, and then Beal.
1: No, Chris Paul.
0: Chris Paul came in at thirty-one. Okay, that's fair. Kyrie Irving down at thirty-three. Although I, I completely forgot about ranking Drew Holiday. He, um for my top thirty exercise, I don't know where he, why he slid
1: out of there. I had him at thirty-eight. I think the position he's in is better than he actually is. If you, if you know what I mean.
0: Did you listen to the last pod? Please say yes, because that'll make me sad course. if you didn't. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear the crazy stat that Dylan pulled out about Jalen Brunson being the 15th highest paid point guard? Yeah. I don't I don't know why, but it just makes... I, I think about that now. I fall asleep thinking about that stat. And when I'm like, Drew Holiday has to be top 30. Drew Holiday has to be like top 35. You're like, no, this, this position is just wildly deep.
1: It really is. It really... There's tons of good point guards, like De'Aaron Fox.
0: It's almost like it's easier to be a six foot point guard than it is to be a seven foot center, and you've got more six footers trying to be point guards than seven footers that are alive. That's true. So c- can we can we simplify things and just accept Ingram at twenty six because I think he's the highest guy on both of our boards combined.
1: I'm 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 with it.
0: I'll put him in. All right. So that means he leapfrogged someone. Who did he leapfrog? Frog for you? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. 37 year old Chris Paul.
1: Yeah. Now that I look at it, now that I think about it. The next guy up is Bradley Beal. And I'm not maybe because I'm not thrilled about that switch. So there's probably someone else, which I'd probably rather have Chris Middleton and Darius Garland in both of those.
0: I would love Chris Middleton.
1: Alright, so let's go Chris Middleton twenty seven. Yep. Garland twenty
0: eight. Mm, I can do Garland twenty eight. Okay. Where is Chris Paul going? I, I- I would still take Garland over Chris Paul in, in anticipation of next year.
1: I think that's fair. I think that's fair
0: because we are projecting forward. Hey, how are these guys going to be next year? Not not last year. Not not five years ago. And I know how about Dejounte Murray. Oh no, I love Dejounte Murray. I had him in my top of thirty-five prior to this. I'm I, I'm interested to see because he's going to take. I think he's going to take a step back statistically this next year.
1: Like, I think that's fair. It's going
0: to be a, it's going to be a different role. The ball's not gonna be in his hands as much. That's that's my kind of worry and fear for him.
1: So what are we doing with Bradley Beale?
0: I don't I don't know. You know, there's there's some NBA players that you just don't feel connected to. Like like you just feel so alienated by their game. And like for me, that is Beale. That is Beale to a T that I look at his numbers as some of the most empty and meaningless in the game. And I just I, I just don't want him
1: up there. Well, let me give you the next guys, and you gotta pick one okay. of them. Okay. Are we gonna go to Jante Murray? Zach Levine? I I'd take Levine. Okay, let's we'll hold on to that for a second. We have Levine. We okay. said we said Kyrie is, isn't in this conversation. But yep. it's getting there. It's getting there. We can't push this off for too long.
0: Yeah, that that is the hard thing of of how low can we push Kyrie? Because at some point you just have to say, like, all right, this guy is this guy just is better. And maybe he won't play, but if he does, you would much rather have
1: him. You could convince me to take CJ McCollum and Drew Holiday. You could. I'm not super into it, but you could. This actually might be a great role for McCollum. Yeah, sometimes the role emphasizes the player. I don't think CJ is necessarily better than Beal, but do I think he'll be more effective?
0: Yeah. Can I throw a, a name out of left field that may not even be on your board? Sure, go ahead. And your board went down to 70 players, right? Yeah, about there. Given Jamal Murray. I had him fifty-seven. Oh man, I was kind of hoping that you would have just missed him because he sat out all year.
1: I I love Jamal Murray. I don't know how good he was necessarily. I I don't know how to visualize where he would rank when he was playing, because I wasn't doing these lists, but coming back from that surgery, it's been a long time. It's been was it a year and a half? Yeah, season and a half. And it's not like he's a like a perennial all star you can't ignore, you know what I mean? Yeah. I
0: just, I remember the bubble year and I remember him and Donovan Mitchell going toe to toe. And and like, these are his stats in that Utah jazz series. He pops out with a quick 36 points. He then has two just God awful games where he shoots six for 13 and five for 16 combines for 26 in games two and three, but then has a 50 pointer, a 42 pointer and a 50 pointer and then a more pedestrian 17. But like, man, I, I, Wish he was in, I, I wish he was healthy because that that series, he just went was on a different level when he was playing well. And I think that's a top 30 series. And the the Nuggets gave him a lot of time to try to get healthy. I I get it. This is a stretch.
1: He'll probably be somewhere in the the forties for me. I think that's reasonable. That's a great name to mention. I wanna push back. I push back. You push back, I push back. So we do in the sure. pod? Who is he playing in that in that series? Do they play lockdown perimeter defense? Were we giving someone else shit for not playing great defense? Was he <laughs> I, on that I team?
0: I, I was. Okay, okay. I, I was I was giving
1: <laughs> Mitchell a
0: lot of shit for it. But but the two guys are were pretty close. I mean, that's yeah, that's a back and forth that's between fair. the two of them.
1: I it's to hard to imagine. One's not been. It's hard to imagine that Mitchell is 24 and Murray is in the 50s just because Murray. Honestly, I'd rather... Mitchell had just gotten hurt and not played for a year and a half than the garbage that he put up in the past few seasons.
0: Absolutely. I remember when me and Richard, um, the original co-host of Hoops Temple, we did this 24 players under 24. And it was during the Christophs Porzingis injury. And we both had him ranked number two, right behind Carl Anthony Towns. And it, it was while he was hurt. And we're just like, yeah, he's going to come back and it'll be roughly the same player. And that did not pan out like that. So there,
1: there is always that fear. Okay. Well we have, we have to decide this thirtieth player. Do we end up going Chris Paul at twenty nine? I I think we still have some better options. Who do okay. we go with twenty okay. eight? Do we accept Levine at twenty eight? Twenty eight was Garland. Do you wanna let's go Levine Levine ahead of Paul and Beal, is that fair?
0: Yeah. I would also maybe take him ahead of Garland.
1: Ah, uh, very interesting. I mean what are your thoughts on the two? I think Levine is what he is, and because okay. we're kind of projecting, Darius Garland was awesome last season. That play in game, the Cavs couldn't buy a shot. Karis Levert might have should have thrown the ball out of bounds every single possession instead of doing what he had done. And Garland was spinning the tires on a, a truck that was out of commission. I mean, he was he was impressive, and with the team getting better around him, I think he'll get better with them. Okay, okay,
0: is it, um, is it too crazy to maybe bring up uh, one of last year's rookies? Like, what
1: are the odds Evan Mobley makes the uh, you know makes the top thirty? I don't. I don't see that happening as a sophomore. That's a hard list to crap. We're talking about borderline all-star players. I had Evan Mobley closer to sixty. I think he's really good. I think what made him so good is that he was a rookie. That's why it was so impressive defensively that he was doing. He'd have to get so much better to be top thirty, though. Okay.
0: I see. I you know we're talking about like, hey, could this guy be an all-star next year? Would it shock you.
1: Uh, it, it, yeah, it would. Who's rounding out these things? Really, it, it's shocking if Mobley. It would. I think it, it would shock me if Mobley was an All Star next season. It's just hard to make the All Star team that sophomore season because I mean, let's look at let me look at his numbers. And Jared Allen made this it, it this year as like a backup's backup because everyone gets hurt. That's you know you can count that Mobley. He was, he was 15, 8, two and a half assists. He he's playing really well. I feel like the Mobley thing is one of the one of the most untradable players in the league but would I take him as a top 30 player next season probably not but would I take would I take him I would take him as a top five player in five years before a top 30 player next year
0: okay that's fair all right so so garland all right we'll we'll leave garland at 28 Levine at 29 um and then this is this is ranking for next season I kind of like drew holiday more than Chris Paul as I'm as I'm really thinking about it
1: that sounds good to me
0: I'm all in All right, so if we read back through this, we've got Giannis at 1, Jokic at 2, Doncic at 3, Curry at 4, Embiid at 5, LeBron at 6, Durant at 7, Kawhi at 8, Tatum at 9, Jimmy at 10. This is a lot of players to read through. Uh, Ja, Paul George, Trey Young, Davis, Zion, Booker, Bam Adebayo, Dame Lillard, Pascal Siakam, Towns, Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Brandon Ingram, Chris Middleton, Zach Levine, or sorry, uh, Garland, then Zach Levine, then Drew Holiday. That is our top 30. That
1: sounds great. I think we did a great job.
0: Can I throw out some names that we did not even mention? DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. No, we we said De'Aaron Fox way too many times for this podcast. <laughs> Listen, De, DeMontis, or De'Aaron Fox and Pokushevsky should have been said the exact same number of times for okay, this okay. top 30.
1: I think next pod we go 30 through 60. I mean they're gonna be in there. Don't lie to me. Don't don't tell me that those guys aren't they're at least top 30, 45. Let's go 45.
0: Do you wanna know where Dylan put Sabonis uh starting things off last year? where do you put him?
1: 97. 97th? My lord. So, Let's just start yeah, that's harsh. That's really harsh.
0: <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't like the big man that can't really score, can't really he uh, defend and
1: But he can
0: score, he can score Hey, I, I, I'm with you, I would be much closer to having, I will have Sabonis over Fox
1: You know, I did too, I actually had that, I had the same thing only I feel right. like Sabonis is going to be the best, Sabonis for the Kings, he only plays in 15 games for, he gets hurt, he's in 19, 12 and a half rebounds, that's a lot of rebounds
0: I'm gonna let you know we were able to talk Dylan getting Sabonis up to 79 by his
1: final rankings last year. Jeez, man, what is he <laughs> right next to? Like, he's right next to RJ Barrett as a rookie or something. He's just you're killing me.
0: Oh my gosh! All right, I had Sabonis at 28 last year and De'Aaron Fox at 30. So very close okay. players okay. going into last season. Um,
1: six assists is it? You know he's six ten, six assists, twelve boards, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's top. I don't think he's top thirty. I think that's pretty I, fair.
0: I mean, listen. I'm just gonna you know preview our next pod by by throwing out some names. Yeah, names go ahead. That we, that we didn't even we didn't even sniff these names. You want to take turns? Sure. Go ahead. Fred Van Vliet. Lamelo Ball. Clay Thompson. Ben Simmons. Draymond Green.
1: Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander.
0: Mmm. That was that, that was the one that was on the tip of my tongue. Now I gotta gotta think of another name.
1: Tyler Hero. Mikhail Bridges. Oh, God. I almost said Miles Bridges. I actually had him in, I think, around the 50th spot, and I took him off the list. Sounds like I didn't know what to do with him.
0: Yeah. Norman Powell.
1: Yeah. Norman Powell. Oh, man. They're getting some deep cuts. Jordan Poole. Did you say that already? I did not say Jordan Poole, but I was not. looking at his name. Desmond Bain. Ah, oh, shout out Desmond Bain. DeAndre Aiden? Christian Wood. Aid Cunningham.
0: Wait, wait. What do you think the odds are that Christian Wood is the second best player in
1: Dallas next season? Pretty high right I, I can't think of i can't think of who'd be the next guy right i don't I mean, think it's not it's not Hardaway. it's it's must dinwiddie is incredible i don't really see that happening
0: technically we mentioned tyrese maxey and tobias Harris in passing but i mean those those sound like top top 50 guys top 60 guys they'll, they'll be in the 30 through 60 range sounds good man i'm excited i i think we can do another you know 30, or we'll do 30 through 60 60 through 90 i think 90 through 100 is gonna need its own podcast just,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just debating on who gets the last spot i can't wait
0: good stuff man good week well i hope you have a good one listeners
1: thanks for checking us out aaron where can they find you Hospital chairs on tiktok thank you guys so much for listening have a good one